0: You're listening to Matrimony. I'm Kelsey,
1: and I'm Chris, and this is the show about our marriage
0: and our money. Hey, husband. Hello. Hi. Good evening. (laughs) (laughs) Happy post-bedtime to you.
1: (laughs) Thank you so much. It's such an enjoyable period of time. I
0: know. On this episode, we're answering a listener question about the cost of daycare versus making the decision to have one parent stay at home. Plus, we're checking in on our money, including an update on saving to pay off our mortgage, and we're sharing a bit about life lately. Oh, and we have an announcement to share.
1: This is an awesome announcement. I'm really excited about this. (laughs) A brand new feature of Matrimony, Woohoo! the podcast. The podcast. <laughs> we're excited to tell you that we're going to occasionally feature something of a listener case study, kind mm-hmm. of an in-depth look at a financial situation of one of our listeners mm-hmm. who sends in details um, and asks specific questions of us. Mm-hmm. And so we now have a either a downloadable form or a form that you can fill out online. Mm-hmm. And we ask all kinds of questions and you're welcome to provide all kinds of details, as many as you like or as few as you like. Mm-hmm. And then if you have specific questions, then we can kind of dig in and um, and feature you on the podcast.
0: Yeah. This was actually a listener suggestion. So thank you so much, Natanya.
1: Yeah. So you can go to uh, loveandmatrimony.com, as always, M-O-N-E-Y.com, and give us situ- information about your situation, and then we'll see what kind of advice we can offer. Uh, so yeah, head over to our website if you'd like to submit yourself as a case study. All right. So, um, okay, let's talk about life. Okay, Life exhausting life what's happening in life right
0: now? <laughs> yeah we are a bit tired I mean I feel like we sound like a broken record mm-hmm. I mean but we do have small children and yeah I've been kind of having a tough time with sleep again lately we thought we were kind of like making some progress I think we sh- shared that last time we were feeling really hopeful
1: I don't know why we ever let ourselves be I know feel hope
0: <laughs> <laughs> there has to be hope or else it feels um Hopeless? Yes.
1: <laughs>
0: but yeah, Cedric has been, it's now Cedric. It, they like trade off. If it's not one, it is the other. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, I think I'm giving up hope on Cedric though. I think we just now have to wait for him to.
0: No, you write it off so fast. You like become such a pessimist mm-hmm. with the sleep and mm-hmm. I am such an eternal optimist. So I think it's going to be okay. And you just, you don't function well with little sleep.
1: No, I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't. I'm a terrible, terrible person, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I admit it. And I and I don't apologize for it either. <laughs> I feel like maybe
0: you should apologize for it. <laughs> no, but I mean, you're you have been volunteering to get up at night with Cedric instead of me. So we were trying to like get him used to not nursing as much, and you're putting him back to bed. And, and so I did that, that for a week. Yeah. So you were just getting up a ton. So I know you're exhausted. I know that's especially hard for you, but you've still been just doing the best that you can and i appreciate it well, good job you. buddy
1: so there were two nights that he actually slept through the night which is totally weird and different and mm-hmm. seemed like good progress but then the other nights were just like terrible nights mm-hmm. so it was i i don't i don't know there's no there's no like there's never a pattern with young no. kids i don't know why i keep there's looking never for a one pattern but finally you gave me a break last night mm-hmm. so i took my quillies <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my gosh can you explain what that is that is so funny
1: uh NyQuil. <laughs> <laughs> or NyQuil for, you know, specifically for sleeping. And so they're quillies. <laughs> I don't have a problem. Uh, <laughs> yeah. out there.
0: Don't worry. I am monitoring him closely. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I only take one of the, the purple magical pills and I can sleep really well. And so I did that last night and, uh, and the, I mean, the contrast was ridiculous. So you know, oh. the past couple of nights, the the house was getting out of order and the kitchen was getting dirty. And I usually
0: that just makes everything so overwhelming because then it's just kind of like stressful to get dinner ready. And then we don't prep lunches and bottles the night before. So then the morning is stressful mm-hmm. and then it's I just get very overwhelmed. With an untidy kitchen, because then anything I'm trying to do, it's like not only am I trying to do that task, but then I'm trying to like clear a space with the dishes, and yeah. so anyway, it's yeah. just really funny how it is like such a domino effect and like compounds.
1: Do we do we need a system? We don't really have a system for uh, like chores and things. We just kind of do what needs to be done whenever, and nobody does anything specific.
0: Right. We don't have like specific designated chores. I actually have brought that up before, and you refused.
1: Well, <laughs> And so I don't
0: know why you're bringing it up now. Do you really think you're going to be the one to stick to that?
1: <laughs> now that it's my idea, maybe I will. <laughs> oh,
0: I see. This is always how it is with you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Something we should talk about. All right. I have magical powers in the kitchen. You do. Because of my anger. That's my <laughs> anger management. Before, As long as I have good sleep and a healthy dose of anger, then I can clean the kitchen well and fast <laughs> and efficiently.
0: Okay. Well, otherwise, it's been... Like, aside from not getting a ton of sleep, which I guess is kind of our usual life, it's been kind of a typical, I don't know, just like a typical week, which is nice. Yeah. Because a couple of weeks ago we had a really um, kind of busy week where you had a lot of evening commitments and it was just a lot of kind of scheduling and coordinating and stuff. So yeah. that's kind of been nice. We're getting used yeah. to Cedric walking.
1: Oh, he's walking all over the place. He, he now just basically, like, he prefers walking over yep. crawling, and so he just gets up, and he, he hardly ever falls down anymore. It's he still cr- walks like a little chimpanzee, but yes. it's cute, you know?
0: <laughs> it's just so. so crazy, like, watching Cedric and Dash, like, walk around together. You know, mm-hmm. I'm so used to now seeing Dash tall, like, walking, and then Cedric, you know, on the ground level crawling, and now just seeing them both, like, walk around, and they're that makes them interact in different ways, where they're kind of, like, facing each I, other. Yeah,
1: I actually feel like there's less... Um, a costing of yeah. Cedric by Dash.
0: And that's what I was feeling really excited about, about Cedric walking too, that they're kind of a little bit more even. Mm-hmm. And I have to tell you this, maybe I um, mentioned it to you earlier, but I think it was this morning. I have been explaining to Dash how this coming Saturday is Halloween mm-hmm. and like the concept of trick-or-treaters and that kids are going to come to our house in costumes <laughs> and we're going to give them candy and stuff. And he's just like so enthralled by this idea. I think it's so cool. And I was in the kitchen getting ready this morning and I heard Dash kind of talking and I came and I peeked into the front room. Cedric is sitting on the ground looking at Dash and Dash is sitting on his knees looking at Cedric and was saying, and the kids, and they come to the door and <laughs> ding dong, and then we go to the door and we say, hello. I'm <laughs> like explaining to him how trick-or-treaters work.
1: Oh man, that's it, so cute. It was
0: so adorable.
1: That's exciting too, because those, those are the first glimmers of like the two of them interacting and yeah, entertaining exactly. each other
0: having their conversations i'm so excited for but that see the
1: thing that i'm concerned about is that what if the first trick or treater is in a terrifying costume no and dash is all excited and he goes to the door oh. and then freaks out
0: <laughs> no i don't think that'll happen but well i hope not no. but another like amidst all the kind of lack of sleep and that's been a little bit difficult we have some really fun stuff coming up that i'm really excited about yeah do you know what it is No, tell me. (laughs) well on Saturday night oh yeah we're gonna go see <laughs> Book of Mormon
1: <laughs> <laughs> I am very excited about that yes
0: it's actually it's on Halloween night um, we have a babysitter we found um, found a great babysitter a new babysitter because our, our usual beloved babysitter wasn't available and so we have child care lined up and I know that the boys are gonna have so much fun with her and then we're gonna go meet um, several of our friends out mm-hmm. for dinner and drinks beforehand we haven't all just gotten together without the kids in forever.
1: Yeah. It'll be the first time I stay up past like 8:30 yes. in months. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's going to be incredible. When was the last time we went to a play or performance of any well, kind together?
0: We saw the Philip Glass show. Oh, yeah. In February, February. Yeah. As it was one of it was your birthday present that I got you last year, so mm-hmm. but it's been a while. And yeah. we like Chris and I, we love to do day dates, and so we actually haven't had a night like an evening date in a long time because we don't really like to stay up late, but it is fun, yeah to have one
1: well if we're if we're well entertained, which I think we will be then it'll be easy we can to stay awake not fall asleep <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> uh, so what else is going on in what's going on uh in your side of life?
1: My side of life Well, I have a friend, <laughs> <laughs> this is exciting because I actually don't have many friends. And the one very good friend I, I have and I hang out with the most was threatening to move away. And so you know who you are, by the way, <laughs> <laughs> but I think they're not anymore. So that's good. But um, I've been making more friends. And so actually a colleague at work, I think I've talked about it before. Um, he's a brilliant guy, really, really, like truly brilliant guy. Mm-hmm. And we've been hanging out here and there. Um, and we've actually kind of set up once a month times to hang out mm-hmm. because he lives in Phoenix and we live out in the East Valley. Right. And so... Uh, we're far apart, uh, but we've hung out now twice and we're accidentally running a book club between the <laughs> two of us. So we're reading Ann Rand's um, Atlas Shrugged, mm-hmm. which many people will wonder why we chose that book first because it's like 1,100 pages and it's like dense, yes. quasi-philosophical prose mm-hmm. basically. But he has had all the same sort of academic experiences I have and he has all the same sort of interests like musically and stuff I have. And so we hmm. just spent a ton of time talking about Rand and Pierre Boulez and like who's that Adam Smith oh Pierre Boulez is uh, is one of these uh, was one of these new music types okay so don't
0: just drop these names like i should know who these people are
1: i'm just <laughs> i'm just sort of demonstrating that we were kind of all over the place with I our see. conversation but the the point being that it was really fun because i could say really ridiculous weird things and he mm-hmm. would get what i was trying to say and i you know that's a rare thing i <laughs> so, see
0: since i don't get what you're saying
1: <laughs> that's not the see i was telling him <laughs> that you were <laughs> making me feel bad about it
0: no but. i think it's i think it's a really awesome and i And I know you've just like come back from, uh, you know, getting together and felt so energized. And I just think that's so important, Mm -hmm. you know, to be real. And I'm glad that you guys are actually putting that time on the calendar because it's just so easy to let so much time go past. You know, we can we can fill our time like there's no shortage of things to fill our time right now with small kids and all the things that we enjoy doing in life. And so you really do have to it just seems like be really intentional put something on the calendar mm-hmm. and then it's so fulfilling and so fun
1: Yeah. and so
0: anyway so i'm i'm just i'm glad that you're doing that
1: yeah yeah i'm excited too but um speaking of hanging out with friends yes. your girl next door podcast yes. was the funniest i've heard oh this last week it was hilarious thank if you, you. have listeners if you don't I, I think many of you do listen to girl next door but if you haven't you should listen to this one because it's really funny it's, the, it's the fall extravaganza thank episode thank you
0: that's uh that's our favorite one to do every year we just have a really fun time. It was like
1: 15 (laughs) minutes of cackling in the middle of it. It was great. (laughs) (laughs) Um, There was something else I wanted to talk about. Oh yeah. (laughs) In the show notes, I put porcelain proselytization. (laughs) Mm So I've talked about bidets in the past and um, I assume that my excitement about bidets falls on pretty deaf ears most of the time. <laughs> but one of your friends...
0: That's right. ...is
1: going to try it out.
0: Shout out to Sarah and yeah. Matt.
1: Yeah. So so I sent along the information about the particular bidet that you right. sent it to them.
0: I did, yes. So Sarah, who writes at feedingthesoil.com, we are real life friends, but we met each other through, I think, through Sarah's blog, and then she lives in Austin, so we've gotten together before and so now we're real life friends and so yeah she said she's been listening to the podcast so so hi Sarah thanks for listening (laughs) (laughs) and she said she was just so intrigued by the concept of using a bidet and cutting down on toilet paper that they're thinking about trying it so you'll have to report Mm -hmm. back to us we I mean we love it
1: yep the bidet is bid awesome
0: oh my gosh (laughs) okay (laughs) with that let's move on to talking about our money So we wanted to give some progress on saving up for our mortgage. We've talked about before, we are on a very aggressive saving plan to save over what we hope is about the next five years Mm -hmm. to save up a big old chunk of money to completely pay off our mortgage. We are um, putting away money every month, about $1,000 or more every month, into a Vanguard index fund Mm -hmm. so that we can be earning dividends and interest as it goes so it just keeps reinvesting on itself and growing even faster than if we were just paying off our mortgage with extra payments every month or just had that in a savings account and so this is our first year 2015 of you know saving aggressively mm-hmm. And we've had this goal of making $20,000 by the end of the year. Yep. And where were we as of today?
1: As of today, $17,300.
0: Yikes. That's good. Yeah. I'm so proud of us. That means
1: I think we can pull it off. unless Unless we go crazy at Christmas or something, which but I, I don't think, think we that will. we will. We need yeah. to
0: actually start planning for Christmas, which is something that we want to do. But, you know, I think this has been, it's just been kind of working in the background or, I mean, I think you've been actually making the transfers every month, like mm-hmm. from our savings account to Vanguard. And so I haven't been pay- paying as close attention. And so all of a sudden to have that $17,000 in the bank, you know, earmarked for that, it feels really good. Yeah. It feels so really good.
1: A whole bunch of things with this. Um, so for those of you interested in this specific fund, it's VTSAX is the one that we use. And that's a Vanguard total stock market admiral class. Mm-hmm. And so if you can put in 10K actually into that index fund, you get pretty much the best deal on a passively managed index fund possible because Vanguard's the best. In other words, you your your money works the best for you with that kind of mm-hmm. fund, I think, than, than any other. Anyway, that's the one we use. Um we were lagging because in the summertime we talked about this. Some of our first episodes that we had these expenses come up. Mm-hmm.
0: We painted the house yeah. and we replaced repairs. our like our garage door motor. All mm-hmm. these things.
1: There were the tickets.
0: Oh, someone got a speeding ticket.
1: Yeah, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, so that kind of dragged us down a little bit. Mm-hmm. And actually, I was looking at it, and I was thinking, there's no way we're going to make it. Yeah. Um, but a few things happened. I create a budget every year for us, and I—it's sort of an accident of how I kind of organize our our finances. Mm-hmm. But like, I I plan out all the travel that we'll have throughout the year, mm-hmm. and I basically just put that like I need to save this X amount of money for summer. Mm-hmm. So out of our paychecks, I'm always allocating some for summertime that I don't spend.
0: Right, because so, Chris doesn't get paychecks in the summer. Right, because you're on a nine-month teaching contract.
1: Yeah, so it's not it's not savings; it's just delayed spending, basically. Right. But I use that to cover our travel as well. So my planning for like the saving I use, but we don't do all our our traveling in the summertime. Mm. So I actually, we end up spending that earlier in the year. Okay. So that when I look at how much I'm saving for the summer, I've actually, we've already spent some of the travel money. And so now I'm actually over saving for summer. It's kind of an accident. That's kind
0: of confusing. But what you're saying is we end up coming out a little bit of a head. We like spent, we like already spent the money. And so.
1: Yeah. Uh, and so then I start trying to make up for it earlier. Uh, it, it's sort of, it okay. is kind of confusing. Well,
0: this is very confusing, but <laughs> <laughs> suffice but, it to say, it turns out that we're like a little bit ahead. Yeah, than we had going some extra into money. the end of the
1: year. Yeah, extra money in various accounts, in particular mine, where I'm saving for summer. Okay. So I moved a bunch of that, and actually this month I don't think I. Told you this. I mean, you've seen the transfers go through, but we've put in thirty two hundred dollars just in the last month alone Whoa. into our Vanguard account to kind of catch up.
0: Oh my gosh, that's awesome!
1: Yeah, so we went from like fourteen in September, and I'm like, oh, there's no way we put six K in by December, right? Up to seventeen five now, or seventeen three or so now. Um And at the same time, the thing I always forget about, and this is minimal, but it's still important, is that, and this is what's important about funds like this, is that they also result in dividends, right? So. You can have capital gains, like you can have you know a gain in, in the value of the stock, which if you cashed out on it, you get that money, but then also pays you dividends, which we just reinvest into the fund. Mm-hmm. And by the end of the year, we'll have gotten like 250 bucks. Mm-hmm. That's a little bit, but it still adds up. Right. Um, so yeah, so we only need to basically save 2,500 more over the next two months, and we save at minimum a thousand each month. So I think we'll hit 20k. And the last cool thing about that is <laughs> the, the most we've ever saved as a couple like as a solid amount right. before spending it or doing whatever with it is $20,000. Wow. So into next year, we'll break our own personal couple That's awesome. savings record.
0: That's awesome. That's really exciting. Yeah, I, I'm really excited to almost be, you know, done with our first year and be into this big goal. And what I've told you before is, you know, I feel really good about it, but I want to get to the end of next year. Like I want to see that. 40,000 plus, because Mm -hmm. this still feels like a very big audacious, like, can we, are we really going to be able to do this kind of a goal? And Mm -hmm. so I think once we're getting closer to that halfway point or just, just getting more, just growing that bank account, I'll feel like, okay, we are really doing this, Yeah, you know? So I am, I'm super proud of us and excited, but I'm just like excited to keep socking money away and, keep making that progress.
1: Well, and to help it make it feel more real to you. So if you think about our recent history, Mm -hmm. because I was thinking about this two years ago, we dropped $5,000 into paying off a little car loan that we had Mm -hmm. from your parents Mm -hmm. and knocked that out at the end of the year. Last year, we put like $30,000 in to kill your debt, your student loans, loans. and those were gone. And then this year we'll have saved $20,000. So fifty five thousand dollars in basically like two and a half years
0: that's crazy Um,
1: so we've already got the track record of of accomplishing that kind of savings yeah and um and actually we're you know another exciting thing about money is that we'll get i might be getting a little bit of a raise here Mm -hmm. come the beginning of the year so that'll help even more so things are looking good okay so let's move on to our listener question we've got a, a really great one this week
0: yeah, so we had a listener ask us about comparing the cost of daycare when you have kids and two working parents versus having one parent stay at home. So I thought this was a really great... And, and not
1: having daycare expenses. And not having daycare yeah.
0: expenses. I thought that this was just a great question because this is a decision that every family has to make for themselves, and there's definitely no one right answer you know, across the board. And I think that even for each family, there can be no one right answer. You know, I think that you can find situations that will work for you, you know, many different ways. Um, but we wanted to share how we decided to be a family with two working parents. So kind of yeah, how did, talk how through did that a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, so I think I remember back when I was pregnant with Dashiell, I had was actually pretty new into my job at ASU. I had only been there for like three months, mm-hmm. and I loved my job. And it was the first job that I loved. Yeah, I had, you had had two
1: terrible jobs. Before I had that. had
0: two terrible jobs for three years before that that were just like soul sucking jobs. And I was <laughs> so excited to finally be in a job where I was, you know, using the degrees that I got. I was so happy to be back working at a university, just all these things. So valued.
1: You had some sense that there could be career laddering involved. Right. So (laughs)
0: many, so many things. I loved my colleagues. So anyway, I was just very happy and excited to be in this job and to, you know, kind of develop that. And so that was definitely a big factor that influenced, you know, my decision, our decision that I wanted to keep working. Then at the same time, you know, you have the job that you currently have, and you have a great job. Mm-hmm. You make great money. You mm-hmm. have always earned more money than me. And you were also in a tenure track job. Since then, you've um, received tenure. And so, but that's just that's just not a job that you walk away from. It's kind of such a, feels like such a once in a lifetime kind of job opportunity.
1: Yeah. And it's not that there's there's no gender role here, but it just so happens that I have a job that, you know, happens to make more money and also has lots of flexibility, right. which is good for family. And yes. so that's probably not the job you want to give up if you're thinking about giving up one of the jobs.
0: Right, right. And then I think another really important factor for us was that we found great childcare. We found a daycare that's locally. Yeah, incredible child care. Yeah, that's locally run. It's actually run um, by one of our neighbors just down the street with her mom and her sister. Mm-hmm. And so we just felt really really good about that situation and so those were really i think all the factors that really contributed to us making that decision
1: mhm mhm so it's it's not a a simple decision even so i mean well maybe it is i mean i guess all those things kind of really outweigh the cost of everything so i mean daycare costs are the largest we've said this before but are the largest line mm-hmm. item in our budget mm-hmm. so it's basically roughly $2000 a month Okay. Um, so even 800 bucks more than what we pay for our house. Um, so it's a lot of money, but out of our total income, it's still manageable and it's still less than what you take home. That's and there right. are all sorts of other benefits that, you know, sit in the background that are really important too.
0: That's right. So my total take home pay, like just to look at the, like at the bare numbers. So my total take home pay, if we were considering me staying home, mm-hmm. I bring home after um, after taxes mm-hmm, and all that, mm-hmm. $2,800. Yeah. And so that's just about $800 more than we are paying for daycare every month. And so, but I think that it's more complex than that because it's not just okay, I'm only bringing home that extra $800. There's the added benefits of my health insurance. I have really great health insurance through my employer. And so mm-hmm. there's that benefit. Um, got my dental insurance too. And then there's retirement contributions that yeah. we talked about before. My employer is, um, matching, um, my 7% contributions for all the contributions that I'm making.
1: Yeah. And, so it's a really good match. And, and, I guess you were early on into your job when we were first pregnant with Dash. Yeah. Um, but y- you get vested only after five years, right? And then you're fully vested, and so basically you double your retirement in or retirement funding. So right. that's that's a big deal, and that's not too long to get fully vested. So mm-hmm. that's actually pretty good.
0: Yeah. So I think that was another consideration too, and then I think something that sometimes it's hard to think about, and I'm not saying that this makes it the right decision for someone to keep working versus staying at home. But me staying in my job means that I still have that job and our kids will get older, you know, and be in daycare less. And so I'll be, you know, we'll be taking home more after those daycare costs and they won't always be, you know, so needy and demanding.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, the, the other thing too is like as time goes on and as they get older, by the time they're in school where they're, you know, it's not like a full day, but they're in school like nine to three or something like that. Um, right around that time, we should have actually saved up enough to pay off the mortgage. And mm-hmm. then, and then you can kind of choose mm-hmm. without the stress of financial burden, right? whether you want to give up your job at that point or not. Mm-hmm. And you may not want to, mm-hmm. but you could. And right. so in other words, the working hard now, Even and sending the kids to daycare gives Mm -hmm. us the flexibility to make the choice without having to worry about money later later on in life.
0: Yeah, and I think just one of the, I think probably the most important thing for me though is that my job is very fulfilling to me. Like I Mm -hmm. really enjoy being at work. Um, Most days, I really look forward to to getting to work. I really love the work that I do. I love my colleagues. I love working at a university. I get to do a lot of really cool things. And so it's really fulfilling and it's really energizing for me. You know, I have thought that if I was at either of the previous two jobs when we had children, I could see that it would, you know, definitely not be the case. I wouldn't have a fulfilling job. And I don't know if it would seem worth it to me to leave our kids to go spend a big chunk of my day at a job that wasn't fulfilling. And mm-hmm. so, so I think that that can just kind of go to show that it can just be so situation dependent that even within one family or within, you know, short periods of time, maybe one solution to, okay, the costs versus daycare versus working can fall one way, but things were a little bit different, mm-hmm. maybe it would make sense to do something else. So yeah, yeah. I think it's just, it can be really good to keep an open mind. You just kind of never know.
1: And I, that's, I think that's an interesting point though, the idea of like your job is actually fulfilling and mm-hmm. energizing. Mm-hmm. So we always talk about work-life balance, like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm shortchanging life for work. Mm-hmm. It's possible that sometimes you might actually shortchange work for life. Mm-hmm. And so if, if you have a job that you love, and we're both very, very lucky to have jobs that mm-hmm. are excellent and right. really, you know, interesting and varied in the responsibilities, all that stuff, mm-hmm. you know, that means that it's kind of nice to have a balance between the work that we do and and our life.
0: Yeah. And it's been really interesting too. There are actually some perks of having built in, like, and I mean built in just because we pay for regular childcare, but some things that people didn't tell me about that I've realized, but I actually think we get a fair amount of extra time together because we have that built-in childcare. Mm-hmm. Like especially since we carpool every day, um, we're getting just you know twenty to forty minutes twice a day Mm -hmm. to just chat without the kids and listen to limetown. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) One of our new favorite podcasts that we are eagerly anticipating the next um, episode to come out. It's called limetown stories. Oh my
1: God. Go listen to it. If you haven't (laughs) awesome,
0: but don't get too excited because there hasn't been a new episode for a while. So
1: (laughs) yeah. Yeah. Uh, Limetown work it out. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, we'll we'll have to talk about that another time.
0: (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I just, I realized actually just the other week when you had some evening events and we weren't carpooling as much, how important that time is every day to get to just talk with you and connect with you without, you know, the kids asking for things in the back or crying and whatnot. Mm -hmm. Like I just, I didn't feel as connected to you that week, I think, Mm -hmm. because we hadn't had a chance to talk and that's become just such a regular part of our life now. And I think it's actually really important. So yeah. anyway, just kind of interesting little perks. And then, um, you know, sometimes we'll do a day date. We'll take vacation time, both of us from work, and we'll get to spend an entire day together. And mm-hmm. that's not something that's something that we can actually pretty easily do because we just already have the child care built in. So yeah. anyway, yeah. just kind of interesting.
1: Yeah. And since it's really kind of hard to go out at night, mm-hmm. day dates are the thing. So, Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, anything else about that?
1: No, I think that, I think that does it. I I just think it's, it's nice to think about, you know, a situation in which it's not necessarily a sacrifice, like Mm -hmm. we always think about things in terms of sacrifices, but maybe it's also a a situation of balance. Like Mm -hmm. how do you balance multiple fulfilling, fulfilling things? If you're lucky enough to have a job that's fulfilling and you have a great family, how do you strike that balance? And there's always going to be trade-offs, but it's kind of nice to figure out, oh, I can actually do this without feeling guilty Mm -hmm. because it's important for me and it's important for my family.
0: Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Me meaning you. (laughs) (laughs) And I would just definitely, I think that, talking about being a working mom and about the experience and the fact that it can be a very positive experience and supporting other working moms. And I mean, I love just supporting moms of every single kind, but I do love connecting with other working moms. So I definitely would just invite any of our listeners, if you have any specific questions about how we've kind of come to decisions or about my experience as a working mom, I'd definitely invite you to reach out i'd be happy to connect with you via email so
1: yeah or love to hear how you made your decision whether Mm -hmm. it's similar or different
0: yeah exactly all right so let's move on to one big thing what have you what have you got no
1: oh me i'm asking you oh (laughs) (laughs) my one big thing is frustration
0: oh doesn't sound good
1: no but it is good (laughs) And this is my theory okay my counterintuitive theory. you
0: always have a big theory during one big thing
1: <laughs> i know this is where i get to vet my theories nobody's yet come back and said i'm full <laughs> of shit yet so we'll see but um so i was thinking about this because i was having this conversation during my guys trip uh-huh. and i've thought about this a few times and to
0: austin to you mean yeah okay. yeah
1: back in austin anyway i was talking to some of my childless friends and um and talking and you know it's the same it's like the standard parent thing where you like you talk about how great your kids are but at the same right. time you're you're listing off all the terrible things like <laughs> lack of sleep parents and all are the good craziness. about that aren't
0: they <laughs> yeah
1: there was this cartoon i saw floating around on facebook and it was like two there were ducks actually sitting <laughs> on a bench <laughs> yeah and the one duck is talking about all the crazy things that go on and how frustrating it is to have kids <laughs> and how you're like lacking sleep all the time um and the other ducks like i never want to have kids after listening to you and the one duck says, but it's, it's so amazing. <laughs> and the duck says, well, that makes no goddamn sense, <laughs> but it does make sense. Okay. And the reason is frustration. And Tell us, Chris. My idea is, you know, when you, all the sweet moments, like when you see your kids like Dash talking about Halloween to mm-hmm. Cedric, or like your kid comes up to you out of the blue and gives you a hug and yeah. says, I love you. All these sweet things. Yeah. All that's just icing on the cake. That's Mm -hmm. unimportant in terms of building a loving relationship. Mm. It's just icing on the cake. The important stuff is when you're frustrated and exhausted and wanting to destroy your child and burn (laughs) down your home. Because (laughs) those are the times that you have to exhibit like immeasurable patience and tolerance and understanding and go well beyond what your limits would otherwise have been Mm -hmm. had you not had kids. And it's those things that teach you like... True love. Yeah, true... Selfless love. Yeah, true, selfless, non-homicidal love. (laughs) (laughs) And so, and and I liken it to... um, to like the market you know when hmm. the market goes down that's when it's like everybody's like oh we got to sell we got to sell T- danger danger but that's actually the time that you should invest
0: whoa
1: right because i can't that's, believe
0: you just related that to the stock market i'm totally with you <laughs> i can't believe you just went there wow right? so you
1: invest when the market's down it's brilliant and then you have the greatest opportunity for growth
0: yeah so wow. that's
1: when you put in your biggest investments and it's just like Aww. when life is shitty that's when you put <laughs> in your right. biggest investments for the best growth for the future oh, so that, frustration
0: that makes so much sense it's
1: the stuff of love
0: oh yeah it is yeah. you know i have just i have kind of thought about that um because there is this thing where you know even i mean we've only had our kids for not even that long and i just already look back at all of it even times that i know were hard with nostalgia yeah and i think it's it's because we're just like living so fully
1: mm-hmm. like
0: it is really
1: hmm.
0: like with with small children they just demand like your full attention, almost like more attention and energy than you thought that you had to give. And Mm -hmm. in the end, it's so satisfying, Mm -hmm. I think. Yeah. Because, I don't know, like it's so satisfying to live days where there's not even time to think about taking a picture or checking social media or all these things. Like we're living, like we are really living. (laughs) (laughs) And so even though it's so hard in. Like in the moment, like you're saying, I do feel like these are the times that we're going to look back on and already looking back on with like such fondness because it was just a time of like so much going on and so much energy, even if sometimes it's, it is really hard. Um, Mm -hmm. And I don't know, like we have to. Our relationship is growing like you and me so much, even mm-hmm. though like sometimes it is difficult. But like you said, I think that is when it strengthens the most and grows the most. And yeah. so, yeah. yeah, I've just, that's like kind of similar that I've been thinking about sometime with <laughs> during all this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> What's <Well, laughs> um, your big, big Okay. Thing. Yeah. My big th- I don't have like a theory or anything, but this is like in a sense, I hope this is like not a big letdown after your Really nice, lovely theory about children and investing in life and stuff. (laughs) But I've just been thinking more about this month. um, I didn't really have as much time to make as many exercise sessions as I wanted, like especially Mm -hmm. at Orange Theory. Mm -hmm. And I'm just hoping I can do more of that next month. So I'm like just kind of hoping to find that time.
1: I think that's actually very, very big. It is? Yes. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Because we prize physical activity in this household And it is so hard to carve out time to be physically active. And Mm -hmm. like in the way that, so I think we do a good job of building in utilitarian physical activity. Like we bike around a lot and we're running around a lot. We don't sit around watching TV a bunch. And so we're like active with our kids. But like true cardiorespiratory training Mm -hmm. (laughs) is what we both enjoy a lot. And it's really hard. Like both of us have been down to just like a once a week type of workout, Mm -hmm. which is not sufficient to to do what we want to do. And so it's a big deal to try to, carve that out.
0: Yeah. And I, I'm really proud of us that we have prioritized it and we are support each other in terms of, you know, I, that's something that I really want you to do and you want me to do. So mm-hmm. if either of us are like, okay, I can make this class. Can you watch the kids? We always agree, even though sometimes it is tough. Yeah. Um, and so I really, really love that. And it's just so important for my for me mentally, mm-hmm. as well as physically, like I think it's just such a stress release for me. And yeah. I just, I don't know, it just I just feel so much better. <laughs> yeah, yeah for sure. And so anyway, so that's probably a little bit of it, too. I didn't get to work out quite as much this month. And so it's just feeling then with all the lack of sleep and mm-hmm. but anyway, but so I am so proud of us for like finding the times. It is just you know I'll go to class at 8 p.m. So like after bedtime, but then you know I'm going to bed later, mm-hmm. getting up during the night. I mean I would be willing to go to a 5 a.m. class even. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But what's so frustrating is I would I would I would gladly set my alarm for 4:30 and go to a 5 a.m. class. I would love to do that. Yeah. But. I'm usually one of us were like up with the boys at that time. So it's like it can be so frustrating when like I would be willing to do these things that I think a lot of people would be like oh my gosh I would never get up before five to go do a workout and I'm like I would love to do that but it just feels so constraining right now.
1: How many listeners are recognizing how like what a warped sense of <laughs> I know <laughs> of what I know. normalcy is. Yes. <laughs> We'd happily get up at 4.30 to go oh my gosh. kick our yes. own asses and work out.
0: I think that that can just kind of speak to like how valuable time is like just all to yourself right mm-hmm. now at this stage of life, mm-hmm. you know? And so, yeah, I would happily get that time at 4.35 in the morning, yeah. but it's just, it's really mm-hmm. hard right nope. now.
1: Dash is right there to... Greet you when you wake up. (laughs) Yes,
0: exactly. (laughs) But eventually, eventually.
1: All right. Well, I think that probably wraps it up, right? I think so. Okay. Well, thank you, as always, for iTunes reviews. Actually, we've got 14 now when I last looked.
0: Thanks, listeners. Yeah, it was
1: pretty awesome. (laughs) So... Hopefully we're doing well. If you are if there are things that you want to hear about, topics you want to hear about, questions you have for us, mm-hmm. and ideas for improvement. Yeah, or let if us you know.
0: if you want to be one of our fish featured listeners, please check out our website. We'll yeah. have a um, form to fill out where you can give us all that info and we'd love to give any advice that we can. Yep. So you can find us at loveandmatrimony.com and our email address is heymatrimony at gmail.com.
1: We're signing off, reminding you to love your honey, not your money. Sorry, I didn't look ahead.
0: <laughs> Can you do that again?
1: We've got (laughs) a great listener question. (laughs) Um, Take three. Hold on. Okay. Get your game face on.